With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following reflects neither the policies nor the thoughts of iHeartMedia or its employees. But we think it's probably a good idea to listen to it anyway. Money Sense is a presentation of Kirsten Wealth Management Group. As managing partners of Kirsten Wealth Management Group, your hosts, Dennis Kirsten, Brad Kirsten, and Kevin Kirsten, are professional financial advisors with LPL Financial with over 75 years of combined experience. They can be reached in their Perrysburg offices at 419-872-0067 or 800-875-1786. Their email address is kirstenwealth at lpl.com. Also, visit their website at kirstenwealth.com. Opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your financial advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Money Sense. You're listening to the advisors of Kirsten Wealth Management Group, Brad, Kevin Kirsten and Brad Kirsten. Happy to be with you this morning, Brad. It, is a, it has been a wild week. It has been a wild month. Uh, probably go down as one of the most historic months uh, of all time in the U.S. stock markets. And we're here to guide everyone through it. It's a scary time for everybody, both health-wise and money-wise. And I think that that's really one of the big differences that that we have in this environment compared to almost any other sell-off we've ever had is people have the twofold attack of being fearful of their own health and also fearful of their money. And uh, so we're here to guide you through it. we got so much information here, Brad. We don't even know what to do with it. So let's get right into it. The stock market this week um, here on Friday, slightly recovering. It's got a long way to go. This could be the first back-to-back up days we've seen in weeks. What we started the week off with was now another day that is the worst day since 1987. So we've had two that have been in that in that realm of of going all the way back to 1987 to look at a day that was was and, close to that. And let's let's take the virus out of the equation for a second here, Brad, and just talk markets. Okay, I just want to talk markets. And then we'll come back to the whole virus thing and how that applies to it, okay? And just look at the numbers. Yes, historic speed of the sell-off, and there's all this uncertainty with this virus. And, and to a certain extent, with what we're doing as a government and shutting down businesses, the sell-off is warranted, right? okay? Because you're, you're shutting down these businesses. They're going to lose a month or two or three months of business. But if we just let's, – let's take that aside and let's look at – the, the numbers, okay? So you look at the S&P 500 uh, in the last month from high to low is down 30%. People say 30, is that real? That sounds like a typo. No, that that is what the market, there have been uh, uh, almost no areas to hide when you're looking at what the S&P 500 is and, down. And that includes the last week. Unless where... you're on, in, on the individual stock side of things, which we don't talk about here on this show, yeah. there, there have been. But in terms of broad market sectors, Nowhere to hide, including, by the way, bonds. That's what I was going to mention. In the last week, 
Uh, you can if even if you take it just from Tuesday after the big sell-off on Monday, if you take it from Tuesday, bonds have have been worse than stocks. Investment if you take it from midweek last week, bonds have been worse than stocks. Investment grade corporate bonds, Brad, in the last week. So this is a, a uh, seven days down. Well, five trading days down eight and a half percent. Yeah, S and P five hundred in the last week down two point eight percent. Think about that. Yeah. So you think, oh, I got a nice, high-quality investment-grade corporate bond uh, in my portfolio or a basket of investment-grade corporate bonds, yeah. and I'm down four times as much as the S&P 500. What we were and this saying. is what we were saying and why we were selling bonds. People say, why on earth would you sell bonds We don't know if it's over yet. To well, buy stocks. We know that bonds were having their best month ever. We know that there's just much risk there. There is there, – there could have been an option maybe to go to a money market, but with stocks off as much as they were, we know that when the, the – Rally happens, and we're going to talk throughout the show about what the market needs to see for that rally to happen. Higher yielding. Then we know that stocks are going to go up. Bonds might stay right where they are or get worse. They'll have a hard. They'll have a much more difficult time recovering. Higher yielding uh, corporate bonds, Brad, down nine point seven. It's interesting. The higher yielding corporate bonds aren't really down that much more than the investment grade, which is kind of shocking. Uh, so you know, you look at those numbers and you say, "Well, I could have protected myself by owning bonds." Nope. Nope. Not true. Yeah. And so what we're seeing day to day is if there's something like like you mentioned, high quality bonds that are not off the following day, the following two days, they'll get sold off because it's okay. I better sell what I can to either raise cash or sell what I can that's not down to go to to go to to go to stocks. And and so we were doing the same thing. What was up the most is what we were selling to go to go to stocks and doing it a couple times so that coming out of this, you have more in stocks than you went in. And if you do that, you'll recover even faster than than you went down. And that's that that's got to be the thinking here. Now, the S and P five hundred still has a yield on their on dividends double what the ten year Treasury is. So I, I think certainly in this environment, people have to to say when you're looking at your risk. Okay, people don't understand this, but this is true. The lower the market goes, when you, when if you're buying into the stock market. The lower it goes and you buy in, the lower your risk is, not higher. The higher it goes and you buy in, the higher your risk is. You're buying up. You're climbing the mountain. You're buying at the top. You're buying at the top. You're buying. You're increasing your risk as it's going up. When you're buying as it's going down, every time it goes down 2 or 3 or 4%, your prospects for better future returns go up, not down. And so the question is, you might get then from a client or, or or someone who is hearing you say that, Kevin, is, so this is the bottom? So you think this is the bottom? I don't know. Nope. But I know it's better than it was a month ago. And I know that throughout all of history, if you bought on, on a dip of this magnitude, that one, three, and five years out, you have outperformed what long-term averages are. Brad, uh, Ryan Dietrich from LPL Financial put out uh, S&P 500 corrections since 1980. Okay, and this is everything over 10%. I'm going to highlight a couple of them here because what we're in right now is much greater than your standard 10% correction. Okay, however, if you look at the 1987 crash, high to low, 33.2 in one month, very close to where we are today. Yeah. Okay, many people would have said, if I'd have just, I, I, by the way, I have a huge chart of the whole market going back right. 100 years in my office. Yeah. And 87 looks like nothing now. 87 is a blip, okay? 87 is barely even a check mark on on 
the page, and that was 33%. Now, during that, people would have said, but this has never happened. We, we have to wait and see. Something like this has well, at never that time, happened. At that time, you, you, people were saying that the trading floor was broken. The systems were broken. Yeah. That's, that's a quite scary thing. And um, by the way, a lot of new regulations and things came in after the fact at that time uh, to adjust so that we couldn't have a single day that would go down that much. And that's why the trading curves and all those things came in. However, people would have said, but if I just got out at the top, okay. And you often say this to people, which top? Right. Which top? Because the market over time has always made a new all-time high. Yeah. Okay. What if you'd have got it out at the top before 1987? Today, the Dow Jones, after this cur- current sell-off on, at the low point, and it's above that now, got to 19,000. After the sell-off in 1987, the Dow Jones was at 1,500. So do you want to get out at that top? Yeah. Because today, what is that? We're, th- we're over 1,000% higher than that. Right. Okay. What have you gotten out in the top in... 1999 after the tech bubble should have gotten out after that right what was the level there just over 10,000 we're still at 19,000 what if you gotten out of the top before September 11th what if you got out of the bottom after September 11th just panic because this is unlike anything we've ever seen 8,200 where do you want to get out mm-hmm. because we're still much much higher after each and every one of one of these crises so let's 1987 real quick 33.2 on the downside one year later, plus 22.9. Two years later, plus 52 total return. Okay? By the way, every single time you look at one of these unbelievable rates of return you see in the market, the starting point is always in an awful period of time for the U.S. Yeah, it's not a parabolic move at the very end. Right, right. And, and if you look at one, three, and five-year returns, the start point, the start point is always recession. The start point is always bear market. Okay, people say, oh, well, I wish I could have participated in that bull market. Well, the only way to do it would have been to invest in the bear market. Okay? If you go to uh, 2000, 2001, 2002, uh, look at the bottom of the market, which was November of 2002. S&P 500 was down 32%. Uh, during the correction, one year later, plus 40, two years later, plus 51. 2008 and 2009, uh, down over 50% from high to low. One year later, plus 68. <laughs> two years later, plus 95%. Now, the average in all these corrections, and there's, I didn't add them up here, I should have. There's probably 30 corrections on here, maybe not quite that many, maybe 25. Average return one year later, 232 Average return on the S&P 500 two years later, 36.7, okay? Now, that being said, there are quite a few 30 percenters on here that got worse, like you said. You call on the bottom. Yeah, right. and and that's the thing. Th- those are a little bit in hindsight because we're looking at them off the bottom, so where's the bottom? And I think that's the worry for people is saying, yes, but the we've never had governors shutting down whole industries and saying stay home and not giving any date for when you can come back. And I think that's the scariest thing. And that's why the market is pricing in right now a pretty bad scenario. Well, we're definitely pricing in more than a 15-day shutdown here. Uh, that That's for sure. And, and, but not even knowing what that day is and them not telling us what that day is, is what's causing the fear in the market. And I agree. It is scary because we don't know when the federal government is going to say, all clear and maybe they never will maybe they'll they'll continue to say social distancing but we're going to say you can go back to work however you have all these governors that are doing all this panicking 
and all these governors that are are talking to people who are modeling out things that are not true, modeling out things that have not happened. And throughout the show, we're going to talk about that because there is panic of some of the things that that the governor of California are saying that are not true. Now, he's saying, what if on all these fronts and you could always do that, you could do that at a market top. We have to go with the, the actual data we're seeing from the other countries that are two months and one month ahead of us on getting this. And I, I think the other thing, Brad, is so many times, too, when you're talking to a financial advisor like ourselves, people are looking for absolutes. Call the bottom. Pick the day. Do this. It is, it is relative and it is probabilities. It is not absolutes. So with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you look at previous times when the markets had this kind of sell-off, your probability for a double digits return goes up. It's never 100. That's the thing. People are looking for that 100% guarantee. It does not exist. You want 100% guarantee? Guess what? The 10-year treasury is trading at 0.9. Go for it. Yeah. Your CD might... Hold it for 10 years. Yep. There you go. Hold it for 10 years. Knock yourself out. There's no 100% guarantees in this, but the probabilities, if we look throughout the past, go up for better returns when the market goes down, and the farther it goes down, the higher the probabilities go for even better returns. Yeah. Okay? Now, if you look at all the things we've gone through, and this is certainly... Partially unique, although we had a couple of pandemics, by the way, in the 50s and 60s. We had a we had an Asian flu in the 50s. Market went down about 25% when that happened. We've had all these other things. So let's be a little bit cautious with that. By the way, a lot more people died back in the 50s and 60s from that Asian flu, and we had less people in the country. A, a lot less, <laughs> and we probably still won't even get to those numbers. Right. Now, so we've got a lot more to talk about. Let's take right. our first pause, continue the same discussion. At some point here, I want to talk about the good news and the bad news that's out there and talk about what's being priced in and then talk extensively about what the market needs to see, what's what the needs to happen over the next week and month for for us to find that bottom and to move a lot higher. You're listening to the advisors of Kirsten Wealth Management Group. We'll be right back. And welcome back. You're listening to the advisors of Kirsten Wealth Management Group. Brad Kirsten and Kevin Kirsten here talking about these volatile markets and what is being priced in. I want to talk a little bit about the fact that we have yet to see, we've seen a little bit of slowdown in other countries. China had one horrific number, but they they did their extensive shutdown. And so their, their numbers are already coming out. But even this morning, we've still, even with numbers coming through last week, even with numbers coming through the full month of February, and keep in mind this did start February 19th. We're still not seeing a, a slowdown, and the estimates are so low. So the, the the number that came out Friday morning was home sales. Home sales were up 6.5%, and the estimate was for 1.5% up. The price, uh, the increase in price on a, on a yearly basis was 8%. That was above estimate. So even on home sales where you would think people are, are just going to hibernate, home sales were still up. Is, will the month of March be down? I, I suppose it has to be, but keep in mind. The estimate will be for it to fall off a cliff. 
So you'll probably look at something that'll say, we're going to have a 25% decline and it'll go down by 15 and it'll be thought of as a positive. Well, that's going to be the case that's for right. the next three months. We are going to see estimates for job losses and all kinds of things that will be a two million number. We're of not job looking losses. for good news. We're looking for we're looking for better or worse. And the market is currently pricing in all of these doomsday scenarios. So uh, keep in mind, even on the jobs numbers, Amazon announced that they're hiring a hundred thousand workers on Monday after the close. Very talk, little talk about that. Talk, yeah, talk a little bit more than that. What a, in a, in a good month for the entire country? Month of January was two hundred seventy three thousand. Month of February is two hundred. So wait, 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 hold on a second. That was an unbelievable month. Yep. And we had 273,000 jobs created. Both of those beat expectations. In the entire country. country. Yep. Amazon just announced one company that they're hiring 100,000 people. And they're they're doing it because of the current demand. They're not going to say, we're hiring 100,000 people. Over the next but Brad, year, those are, those they're are, hiring them over the next thirty but days. But Brad, those are slave wages. What what are those wages? Well, it was a fifteen dollar minimum wage, and they upped it to seventeen dollar minimum wage. And mo- the, most of the workers make more. By money. the way, when I started working here twenty years ago, that is more money than our dad started paying us when I started working here. By the way, okay. So yeah. think about that. Yeah, college degree. Yeah, all in in finance. Yeah, and that's more money than our dads. So you want to tell me we don't that need, that's bad news? We don't need minimum wage. By the way, you Amazon also gives full benefits, four hundred one k healthcare, yep. all, all the other things that go along with it too. Another one came out. I don't even know if you saw this. It came out last night. Walmart hiring one hundred and fifty thousand workers. Now they're they're all speculating that it's on a temporary basis, but Walmart didn't say that. I mean, I think they're not giving them permanent contracts. They're going to see what the demand is. But that's one hundred and fifty thousand jobs. Now, if that one hundred and fifty thousand. Even if it is temporary, if it offsets other job losses, then I, I expect we're going to continue to see this out of FedEx and UPS and every place that is staying open and has higher demand. I mean, you'll probably see more Uber drivers and Grubhub drivers. You're going to see across the board increases in hiring that will offset some of the job losses. Now, one of the things the government did, talking about good news this morning. Coming out with this Friday morning, coming out with with a, a loan package that says you can get a loan from the government that if you do not have layoffs in a four month period, it is totally forgiven. Now that is the right plan. That's the way to keep jobs Fo- there. Yeah, focus on that a little bit because Pelosi came out and said, "Let's just increase unemployment benefits." Right. Tell me why that's terrible. You're incentivizing getting rid of people because you know they'll be okay. The Let's other fire way, them. the other way that came out Friday morning is to incentivize higher, keeping them. Yes. We're, we're going to foot the bill for a four-month period, and you're going to give you the loan so you can stay in business. Up to 100000 a month of payroll. Okay, I didn't see that detail. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So now, obviously, places like Walmart and Amazon, they have a whole lot more than 100000 a month of payroll. It's this, a small business plan. Is it plan. a small business plan yeah. to help the little guy yeah. that's coming out of mostly Republicans? I don't really want to get into that, but... Pelosi saying just increase unemployment benefits. We we went through that already in 2008, and then we couldn't get people off unemployment. Yeah. Okay. Incentivize the company to keep paying because guess what's going to happen after two weeks or three weeks when these people are staying home and they're still getting a paycheck. Your boss is going to call up and say, "All right, time to come back to work." Right. Okay. Right. I need you back here. Well, it if costs you, a lot to, to rehire somebody. If you, if you it, go if you go on unemployment though, Brad. Yeah. Your boss is not calling you. Yeah. To say come back. So that's this is the key, and, and, and you have no incentive to call him to say, "Are you hiring again?" Yes. So it is it is the capitalist way to get through this 
versus the Democratic way to get through this. So a couple other things uh, of, of good news, and then we're going to talk about everything with the virus and, and what's real and what's not. Uh, we did hold the uh, Christmas Eve, December, December uh, 24th, 2018 level. We went just slightly below it and held it on a close. We tested it the next day, which was Thursday, yep. and then we rallied. And on Friday morning, we started up, went down, didn't get cl- didn't get that close to that level, but it, essentially it held again, and, and we rallied through uh, midday here now. I think that's a positive. I do. The yeah. other positive, and is not really being priced in, is there's a lot of dislocation and all the volatility in the market. ETFs currently, this doesn't happen too often. If you add up all the prices of the stocks that are in those ETFs, they're trading below what they should be because there's this dislocation on price. And so that will come back over time. On some of the larger ones, it's a percent. On some of the smaller ones where there's not a lot of trading volume, it's a couple percent. And so that's not currently being priced in. They're being mispriced. Mispriced. That will come back quickly. So we're going to see a little drift up in some of the uh, ETFs that are, that are supposed to mirror the market, supposed to mirror certain baskets of stocks where the prices of the ETFs actually will come back to where they should be. The What's called the volatility index, I'm not getting in the weeds of what that is, but the volatility index, Brad, closed multiple times this week above the most fearful days of, of the crash of 2008. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? And so when you look at the panic and the fear that's out there and you're looking for where's the bottom, the fear level in a lot of cases, was greater than 2008. As measured by real things, not someone's opinion. When you turn on the news and they say, we haven't had real fear yet, we haven't had that washout yet, we haven't had panic yet, yes, we have. One, you can see it in the days of sell-off that have been as bad as, as 1987, and you can see it in something like the volatility index. Pricing in the actual options activity, the fear is already here. And as at the end of the week, it's starting to roll over, and that, that fear index, that volatility index, the pricing of it starting to come back down. We only stayed above 80 in 2008 for a few days, and here we were all week this week above 80 and hitting record levels. So the fear was there. So I don't believe anyone that says, oh, we haven't seen real fear yet. Yeah. I don't believe it. No, I don't believe that either. And uh, going back to some of these plans, because you're talking about the small business loan Keep your employees for four months, and we'll pay up to a hundred thousand of payroll. That's a wonderful idea, That's and right we'll way. forgive it after after four months. That's a great idea. You see politicians like Elizabeth Warren coming in, Brad, and looking at a Boeing or a Delta Airlines or an American Airlines or a, a Hilton Hotels or a Marriott or whatever, and they're saying, "If you're going to get government assistance, we need to punish you." Now, in two thousand and eight, Brad, you had banks, insurance companies like AIG taking extremely risky bets well if it's a bank loaning out money they shouldn't if it was an lending money to somebody who didn't have any income making actual mistakes and bad decisions that's not what happened with the airlines tell me what bad decision delta airlines made to cause this to happen to cause the government to, to tell me i can't fly anybody to china japan europe we have a situation where the government is shutting down your business shutting down your business and now in order to get help, the government's saying, we need to punish you. What on earth is Elizabeth Warren thinking? Okay? You want to punish somebody that you caused the pain? Right. That mean, that's, that's, a, that's a mafia tactic. That's a mafia tactic. Yeah. That's, a mo- that's like I'm gonna Tony shut Soprano. Down, I'm going to shut down your store, and I'll allow you to open it back up if you give me a part of this business. Okay? That's what we're doing. That's exactly what that, – yeah. I think yeah. I just saw that. I'm going to – might as well watch Sopranos because you got a lot of time on your hands. Yeah. I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what Tony Soprano was doing. I mean, all across New York, think about what they're doing. Uh, they're, they're telling these these restaurants you can't be open, 
And now, if you want to open back up, I will give you a, 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 a loan. With strings attached. With strings attached. It's, it's total garbage. And so this needs to end. And, and I think we're starting to see a little bit of outrage overnight on, on Thursday night and through Friday. Great op-ed in the Wall Street Journal about how this cannot continue. This is America. This is not China. So don't follow the Chinese. Why? I don't want any Chinese model. No, the Chinese model of shutting it all down and that that somehow fixed it. By the way, I don't want any Chinese model for anything. Anything. <laughs> anything. Okay. This is America. Okay. We'll get through it and some people will get sick. That happens over time. Okay. We're listening. People to get the sick every day. Disease to do- doctors about how to fix it. And while they're right. They're going to cause other problems, okay? We're, they're not thinking about the unintended consequences of shutting down a business and having so many people unemployed. When unemployment rate goes up, suicide rates go up. When unemployment rate goes up, it, you have a lot of other things that, that happen. Uh, it, 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 and uh, this is not – Heart an attacks, out- depression, and, yes. and stress, and that killing people, okay? You saved 100, you're going to kill 1,000. I think that might be the case, Brad. So hopefully at the end, of, as as it, the president's listening to some of the TV shows, reading the Wall Street Journal op-ed, we'll start to wake up to the fact that we can't have an infectious disease doctor that everyone is praising. And you and I weeks ago. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. We're saying this guy's a little bit... uh a little bit off the off the edge of of what he wants to do to the economy to fix this, and hopefully we're not listening to it anymore. I don't want to hear Doctor Fauci's listen, name listen, anymore. Listen, doctors, Enough of that. doctors do the Hippocratic oath, Brad. They have one goal, yeah, and that's to save lives, and that's wonderful. However, they don't think about anything else besides that. Yeah, okay? Especially an infectious disease doctor who has been modeling a disease that could wipe out the earth for his whole life. I mean, he's almost eighty. His whole life, he's been preparing for this. He's been preparing for this now. I, I don't want to downplay it. However, this is what he's been waiting for. Here's the other thing, Brad, that I, that I don't like what's going on with this virus, and it is one of the major causes of a lot of this market volatility, is the the mites and the maybes. Yeah. And the and the and I had a client say this to me as I met with him this week. The they sayers. Yeah. They're oh well they say they say and then the mites and the maybes. I even looked at the Toledo blade here today. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we had someone tragically pass away here in Toledo, and. Everyone's saying that it was coronavirus, and it very well may be. But everyone in town is talking about this, and we don't even know. And at if the, the time pers- the article came out, at the time of his death, they they haven't it, they don't know yet. I is, don't know if they know it yet. It is completely but. tragic. We don't want anyone to die ever of any disease. By the way, yeah. But why are we causing panic when we don't even know? My point with what's going on with the media is report what is known. 
Mm-hmm. Report what is known. Why are we reporting maybes, mites? And, and that's my problem with even Gavin. By the News way, on the same page California. of the blade, I saw something about um, the economy, and and the word mite or maybe was in the title. Okay, and, and I I didn't I don't have it in front of me at the moment, but. Why are we dealing in mites and maybes? And that's what Gavin Newsom is doing. He, he's predicting. Gavin Newsom, the uh, governor of California. California. He has no, nothing to back it up, but predicting that 70% of California is going to get it. According to what? Not one model in any country, even Italy, is that. And I want to I I shift a little bit to why it's worse in some of these other countries and no one's talking about it. Okay, Italy's population and even, even Wuhan, China's population density is magnitudes higher than ours okay people well, so, are looking so at- let me go back a little bit before you get into this and hey, listen folks we're fired up about this because i feel like people are suffering just as much on the economic side as they needlessly. are on the sleep needlessly, needlessly on the as they are on the physical side not because this is not a legitimate virus not because this is not something we should worry about but because things are being reported that aren't true yeah or things aren't being reported that are the mites and maybes of the world. Yeah. Okay. So going back to the, to, to the social distancing that we're talking about, Brad. Okay. Part of social distancing is the fact that in the United States of America, we got a lot of space. We're already distanced. <laughs> now, now, if you want to implement that in New York City, knock yourself out. Okay. San Francisco. Great. Okay. You think you needed to have West Virginia shut it down? Okay. Everybody was How saying about Northwest Ohio. Everybody's I mean, saying West Virginia only has one case, but they're not testing that many. It's because nobody's sick, okay? They still did test. At the time they got their first one, they, they had 140 tests. So it was less than 1% of people who had been tested. I'm not sure how many they've done now and how many cases they have. But where there is not population density, we don't need to shut it down, okay? I would even make the argument around here. It's not that much population density. If you want to do social distancing for over the age of 60 or to go in a nursing home, fine. But for the governor to say that everybody in the entire state needs to shut down the restaurant, their bar, their health club is ridiculous. We have Cincinnati, no... Cleveland, Columbus, fine. But this is not the same. Well, and also we everywhere. Have, they're modeling things that have not happened. We have countries that are further along in this process with this virus, Brad. We have not had a single country have 70% of the population get the virus. And they all have demographics that would make them worse. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit if we have time here in this Let, break. Let's take a break here, Brad, and then we'll come back to it. You're listening to Money Sense. Kevin and Brad Kirsten will be back with you in just a minute. And welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Advisors of Kirsten Wealth Management Group, Kevin Kirsten and Brad Kirsten. If you want to get in touch with us throughout the week, if you need a plan, if you need a playbook for how to get through this bear market, give us a call at our office, 419-872-0067. One of the things that we're looking at, Brad, and I can't believe we're even looking at some of these things as financial advisors, is... It's the, in an effort to find the truth, though. And, and the good news within the, the sea of bad, yeah. because that's all the media is reporting. And one of the things we're, we, you and I were looking at is... They're, they're giving all these doomsday scenarios, and they're comparing countries that are not comparable. So talk a little bit about, just for, for starters, how many people are in some of these countries. Well, we mentioned the, the population density. I think that's important because the cities have it worse than, than, the, than out in the country. Sure. And it's not for lack of testing. I think I looked at the United States. It was about 90 – this is countrywide. I mean, obviously, you've got places in Montana where there's miles and miles right. of nobody. But it's about 95 people per square mile. Yeah, and this is my point of a, of a, of a – National quarantine. It's ludicrous. Even a statewide quarantine is ludicrous. Okay. Does somebody in Cleveland have the same risk as somebody in Delta? No. Okay. (laughs) 
It, 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 you could ha- you could be on a farm and want to go to the grocery store, and you'll see about ten people if you're out in the country. Uh, at, when you're at the grocery store, is that we have a worry there, like you would if you were walking to your local market, living in downtown Cleveland? It is absurd to have this blanket path. So before we get to that, I want to talk about a couple of these things. They're modeling things that haven't even happened in the worst of these countries, and something nobody has mentioned. So I looked it up. It is the age, okay? The 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 over the age of 65 has a greater risk, okay? We need to protect those people. That's fine. But Italy, who's had it bad here, fifth oldest population of all countries in the world. Germany, third oldest population in the entire world. Where are we? I think Japan's the oldest, are they not? Japan is the second oldest. Uh, uh, Monaco is the oldest. Actually, so. Japan's interesting, though. They are the second oldest. It's uh, warm there right now. And, yeah, and, and, okay. and warm and humid, droplets fall. That's what why it's happening. So that's why Singapore, unlike Wuhan, China, had, had less. When this started to outbreak in Singapore, had nothing. I looked up the 10-day. The it was in the 90s every single day. So, so that's part of it. So one positive is we're a younger country. And that's part of the reason Africa doesn't have it. It's warm there. But also, almost the entire continent of Africa, the average age for uh, each of the countries is under twenty. Yeah. You look at the you look at the bottom well, hundred countries. Unfortunately, for those areas, the reason why is it's hard to live a long time. In so some here of we are: places. Germany, for the average, the median age, forty-seven point one. Italy is forty-five point five. South Korea is forty-one point eight. So they're even older than us. We are thirty-eight. So even South Korea, that's that's been doing, they're older than we are. And, and they've had some good success. Now, the other thing I want to point out is the percentage over the age of 65. We're 16, 16%. Germany's 21. Italy's 23, I believe it is. Well, you also have other uh, factors, too, in those countries, Brad, such as uh, 23. For you, you have multi-generations living together. Yeah. And we don't do that here in the United States. So there was a lot of, in Italy in particular, there was a lot of younger people transmitting it to their parents and grandparents because they all, all live under the same roof. Yeah. The population density is dramatically higher, uh, obviously, in Wuhan, China, so, but oh. then also in Italy as well. Uh, it, it's much, much higher than even any city here in the United so States. So politicians all take credit that our death numbers and even transmission numbers are lower. It was going to happen anyway. Uh, we don't live on top of each other our population is younger population over the age of 65 is not a high percentage and we've of done a tremendous job in this country brad of quitting smoking yeah okay this yeah. is a respiratory illness we only have about 10 percent of the u.s population that smokes 52 percent of chinese men smoke 33 percent of italians smoke overall we don't smoke which is a great thing right so i i make the argument we could have done nothing you could have let everybody know what to do with social distancing. You could have done what England's doing and, and saying, keep your, your elderly at home. Fine. But this would have fixed itself. And has it slowed it down so the hospitals aren't overwhelmed? Great. But we don't need it to go on any longer than this 15-day that started on Monday. Oh, another thing with these cases, Brad, and I'm, uh, let's report some good news here, okay? As of right now, Friday, all you hear is, We've just crossed a quarter of a million worldwide cases, 255,000, almost 256,000. Yeah. How about this? We've had 90,000 people recover from this. Yeah. Completely healthy. You don't hear that. Completely recovered. Yeah. Has anyone reported that 90,000 people have recovered? Uh, how about when you, I When I see 255, my first— thing is, oh, we have that many people— Currently who have it. Yeah. No, 90,000 have recovered. Yes, we've had 10,000 deaths, okay? But here's the thing. On the deaths— it's not just we've had 10,000 deaths. By the way, that's worldwide. Yeah. It, we have 7.7 billion people in the world. That's 10,000 deaths. All tragic. However, you don't know what the health status was of each one of those people and whether or not they would have made it under 
other circumstances. Yeah. The no, flu. No, no. If, so, if somebody is dying of any other disease and they happen to contract this, this is the tally mark is going on coronavirus, not on cancer or another flu that they started right. with or something right. else. So we've had 90,000 people recover. I mean, that's that's tremendous. But you're not hearing that. No, nobody reports that. How how about even in the United States? You're hearing about the increased cases. You're not hearing that it's still under 10 percent of even people who are being tested have it. And 80 percent of those they're telling them just to stay at home and rest. Okay, so 20 percent need some sort of attention and a very low percentage of those are even under the age of 65. We are still listing 64 people in critical condition uh, as of right now. Now, I'm being told that there is going to be an absolute flood of critical patients. Well, well, fine. And w- by the way, media, when that happens, by all means, I'll, we'll talk about it here. You should report it. But why on earth are we? Are we? Are this going back to the 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 maybes and the ifs? People oh, and even of on the, the even on the financial news media, a lot of people will will a doctor will be on there and they'll give the facts and then they'll say, but what if this happens? Well, every single question in every one of the Trump press conferences, Brad, is a but what if this happens? Yeah. But what if this happens? Yeah. And I really don't understand that. I mean, uh, uh, Brian Westbury at First Trust said, well, we're, everyone's telling us we're running out of hospital space and respirators. Uh, right now we have 7,600 uh, serious or critical cases in the world. In the world. So how are we out of hospital space right, right now? Right? We might be in the future. But that's back to the, the mites and the maybe crowd, Yeah. okay, which causes panic, which causes people to lose money in the market. Why are we doing this until it happens, mm-hmm. okay? How can we be out of hospital space at the moment? We're all modeling everything based on a worst-case scenario. Then a worst-case scenario that hasn't even happened in these other countries, and that's why I mentioned Italy is probably going to end up being – they have less people than China, but they're going to end up being per person worse, Gavin Newsom, and it's still not that Gavin bad Gavin Newsom there. said last night that 26 million people in his state – We'll get the virus in the next two months. Yeah, according to that is the most absurd thing, yeah, an irresponsible thing a politician could ever say. He thinks that fifty six percent of his population is going to get this thing when fifty six percent of of zero countries have had that happen. That's outrageous, Brad. Okay, how about this one? Everyone's talking about the death rate, and once again, I'm getting this from Brian Westbury at First Trust, and I didn't even realize this. A lot of this is what things that people don't realize. We calculate the death rate every year on flu based on an estimate. Because not everybody gets tested. Of course not. As soon as I read it, I'm like, well, that's completely logical. Yeah. Okay? We take the number of people who died. We do not divide that by the number of people who tested positive for flu. Because we don't that, – that would be an absurd death rate number. Okay? We don't do that. We divide it by what we think is an estimate because we say a certain percentage of people will never go get tested for the flu. Okay? So when we do that, uh, in 2019-2020 flu season, we've done a million flu tests, okay? 222,000 positive. Deaths from the flu are are between 25 and 50,000 right now. So using the coronavirus death rate for the flu— Which is tested versus death. The flu would be 10%. Okay. 10% death. Death. And, and, and we're hovering around – the estimates are that it's going to be 1%. But that's not how we do it. We estimate that 50 million people every year get the flu. We take the death numbers divided by 50 million. We yeah. don't, and that's why people are saying this is 10 times more deadly than the flu. We don't do 50 million flu tests. Right. Okay? And we're not going to do 50 million coronavirus tests. Although they want them to so yeah. that we, we, we know, you know who, who, who all has it. But we're not getting tested for everything. I currently have something, but I, I'm not being tested for everything. We all currently have something. Yes. You, uh, listeners out there, you think your body's in perfect 
condition at all times? Give me a break. At some point, uh, you know, hey. maybe ten days out of the year, fifty yeah. days out of the year. I'd like to know that. You know, get, I'd like to know the healthiest I ever was. I don't know. I mean, only God could tell me that, yeah. right? But, <laughs> right. But the point is. All these flawed models right now we're on the coronavirus death rate, we're taking confirmed cases and we're putting the death rate, death numbers on top of it. And we're saying that percentage of people are dying. It's outrageous. We don't do that for any other illness well, that, or any other virus. Excuse and me. When we look back, I think that's the, the fake news that we'll be talking about is how that was all overblown. The other one is how no one is talking about what they're doing in foreign countries. You want to look at South Korea, who's had very little deaths from this. They were the ones – that started hydrochloroquine right away. That's the uh, drug that Trump was talking Trump about. Trump mentioned yesterday. it on Wednesday, or actually mentioned it on Thursday, and then that started to get a lot of talk. Elon Musk tweeted about it on Wednesday night. But all of these countries do their testing on, on live patients. We have to do a lot of clinical trials for it. It's why we're talking about fast-tracking some of this stuff. But chloroquine and hydrochloroquine have been around for years. We already know what, what the testing is. Did you all ever think the... you were going to say hydrochloroquine on this show? No. I mean, it's no. ridiculous. But right? all they're talking about is how to dose it. They already know what the side effects are, drug interactions are, allergies. It's a malaria are. drug. It's a malaria drug, and if you know, if it, 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 you wouldn't want to be on uh, uh, any anti-acid if you're on it. But we already know all these things. They don't have to test it. All they want to do is figure out the optimum dose so they don't make anything worse for anybody. And so they're doing some tests. Fifteen hundred tests started on the eleventh uh, on fifteen hundred uh, different people, double blind test in University of Minnesota. So we're going to know. I think we're going to know probably by. Uh, Based on what they're they're saying that the that it's a six day and people are getting cleared in France in a, in a study, and what happened in South Korea, we're probably going to know by Tuesday or Wednesday of next week because that one started earlier this week, uh, in, at University of Minnesota. Regardless of that, Brad, I think we have to start making some logical decisions as a country, because you you mentioned that two week or three week or whatever it ends up being, and we have to say at some point, we won't have a country to come back to. If we shut this, if we shut the economy down for well, too long, if somebody were to ask me what makes me nervous, it makes me nervous that Trump is listening too much to an infectious disease doctor and not to the whole team, because the whole team would say, you've done enough. We have enough hospital beds. We've slowed it down. Everything will work its way through the system and it'll be fine. And maybe even in the meantime here, we'll have drugs that can help. But we, you cannot but, keep the oh, government closed. That's what makes me nervous. It's like we're going to go even 15 more days. And we can't. I, I hate to say this, Brad. We can't save every single life. It's not possible. And people are hearkening back to World War II days, Brad, okay? And I don't want to be callous. We need to protect and save the people who are vulnerable, okay? But you hearken back to World War II days, and there was a president who made a really tough decision, Yeah. okay? And he dropped a bomb. He knew people were going to die because he said, if this war goes on any longer, more people are going to die yeah. as a result of it, okay? And I'm not saying this is as extreme as that. However... In government, we are constantly making those decisions, and we have to ask ourselves if we're willing to ruin this entire system we're in. And by the way, I question whether some of this is even constitutional, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't think any of it is. I, I don't know that you can forcibly tell a business to close in a free market economy, Right. but that's what we're doing. So we have to decide at some point to open, open things back up and, and let the chips fall where they may on the economy, and, and I think that's the advisable thing to do. So we come back. We're going to close out the show with a playbook, what you can do, what to look out for. You're listening to Money Sense. Kevin and Brad Kirsten will be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Advisor Kirsten Wealth Management Group. Brad and Kevin here with you. Kevin, a lot of people are saying, what do I need to be looking out for for uh, – I don't know if it's the all clear, but just signs that there is there is good news on the horizon. Maybe that what are you worried about 
And when that goes away, I'll feel a little bit more comfortable either putting more in or I'll feel a little more comfortable just saying, okay, I can give this a year, let it all work itself out. What are the most important things that we're looking at right now? Well, many of our clients, Brad, will say, yeah, but, but you know, I'm not a long-term investor. I'm 65. I'm 70. I'm 75. When you look at these numbers at how long it takes these bear markets to recover their losses. I don't care if you're 85. It, yeah. it, a year? Yeah. Do you have a year? That's what we're talking about right, here. Right. And you look at that's what history tells us. I'm going to talk the, about a The few question would be when does that year start? And right. that's what we're, we're going to talk about now. That's right. And so before I get into that, a couple of quotes here, uh, just talking and, and big picture about markets. Uh, Shelby Davis, who started the, the Davis funds, uh, said, you make most of your money in a bear market. You just don't know it at the time. And that's because the decisions you make in a bear market will determine your future returns. Good, bad, or indifferent. If you sell, that's going to determine your future return. If you buy, that's going to determine your future return and what, what that's going to be. So these are some of the most important decisions. Maybe that decision is to do nothing, uh, but, but so be it. That, that, is it's still still a, a decision. that is still a decision. Benjamin Graham, the father of value investing, uh, say many individuals fail as long-term investors. And as we're going through scary times like this, that's what people will, that's when they make their biggest mistakes. They pay too much attention to what the stock market is doing currently. Benjamin Graham goes on to say the investor who permits himself to be stampeded or unduly worried. By the way, Graham wrote this many years ago, mm -hmm. okay, 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago, by unjustified market declines. Think about that. He's talking about what we're going through right now. The investor who permits himself to be stampeded by unduly or unduly worried by unjustified market declines in his holdings is, is perversely transforming his basic advantage into a disadvantage. Investors would be better off if, the, if his stocks had no market quotation at all. For then he would be spared the mental anguish caused to him by other persons' mistakes. Right now what you're seeing on the ticker every day when you see that Dow Jones go up or down, that's somebody else's mistake that you're not making. Okay, stock prices today are the transitory opinions of Mr. Market, Benjamin Graham goes on to say, who was often emotionally unstable. Mr. Market did not carefully value all the companies in the market today and decide they are now worth less. No, he woke up in a panic mood, indiscriminately marked them down as if they were overripe bananas at a grocery store. Stock prices on your screen today say nothing about what those companies are worth. Nothing at all. Valuation is all that is going to matter in the long run. I promise you one thing. The value of your companies does not change 8 to 10% day to day. Okay? So what's the playbook? Check out our website, KirstenWealth.com, the Road to Recovery playbook. We go into the things that we're looking for. It's a great read. KirstenWealth.com. Go check it out, Brad. Here's the five key things we're looking at that we think will turn this thing around that will allow uh, the bear market bottom and to, and what to be put in place. In. And what uh, stage we're in. Okay? couple minutes left here, but let's go through it real quick. Confidence in the timing of a peak in new COVID-19 cases in the United States. We don't know that yet. Yeah. Okay. If it, if it goes on other countries, we, we, you can kind of pinpoint what it's going to be. We're we testing a lot more. We're testing a lot more, so these numbers will go up. But if you look at South Korea, their entire uh, arc, we talked a lot about flattening the curve and the arc. Their entire arc took from February 22nd to, to March 8th. On March 3rd, they hit their peak. And they're, they're having 2,000 people per day coming off, being completely cured, mm -hmm. okay? They only have 6,000 current cases. By Sunday of this week, South Korea might have zero cases. Mm -hmm. Italy's a little bit worse, but the time frame was the same. March 7th, they're probably going to peak out sometime March 24th. Their high day might be today or tomorrow, somewhere in that range, if they follow the South Korea model. Everyone, for the most part, down to minimal numbers, will be cured in, in Italy probably by mid-April, okay, if – 
their their measures are even more draconian. Mm-hmm. So you look at the U.S. Where will that probably put us? Somewhere around the early part of April. Okay, if we follow the South Korea model with a peak when with a peak sometime March. 26th or 27th. We don't know. That's if we follow the South Korea model is what I'm saying. So we're monitoring that daily. Visibility and the probability of a U.S. recession. This is this 15-day thing that I'm talking about. Yeah. More and more likely we get a recession if we go beyond that, Brad. Have the markets already priced in a recession? So the only thing we're maybe on is where are our cases? What's, where, how bad will the recession be if we get one? Mm-hmm. Markets have already priced a recession in. Yeah. That's already there. Right. That's number three on our playbook list. Okay. That's the thing that people have to realize. Absolute terrible news. The worst recession in 50 years is already factored in. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. That's good news that it's already factored in. Because all we need is less bad news to come forward, like some of those housing numbers you mentioned earlier. Sentiment, technical analysis indicate there are limited sellers remaining. We are on all measures. We've seen a complete washout there. And finally, and this is a maybe, are the policy responses enough to restore confidence in the American people? On the way out, I think it'll, it'll help, but we just need to know that, that we are on the way out, that you're not going to require businesses to stay shut anymore. That's what, that's what I need to see. So we go into much more detail on our website, KirstenWealth.com. Look at our weekly market commentary, Road to Recovery, that will give you the playbook to allow you to weather the storm, and we will get through this, people. We've been through so many things in this country. We've always come out the other end, and we'll, we'll be lear- we'll be studying this for many many years to come to see if it was the right reaction or if it was an overreaction and we'll follow it week to week keep listening to the show you're listening to money sense kevin and bad brad kirsten we'll talk to you next week you've been listening to money sense brought to you each week by kirsten wealth management group to contact dennis brad or kevin professionally call 419-872-0067 or 800-875-1786 Their email address is kirstenwealth at lpl.com, and their website is kirstenwealth.com. Opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your financial advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.